Welcome back to the Always Tribbin Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Tribby. This week, coming at you, we have the CEO of Wild Woman Yoga and the host of the Flow Aligned Coaching Podcast, Mrs. Lizzie Sutton. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today, Lizzie? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Glad to have you on Wild Woman Yoga. Yes. What got you started on your path to being a yogi? Oh. Is that what you call it? Yeah, so the actually term? the male is a yogi, a yogi. Oh. and a female is a yogini. Yogini? Yes. I would have not guessed that. I know, I'm trying to make it like yogini. more of a thing because most people don't know it. And so I'll be like, yogini, and people always look at me a little sideways. But yes, female, yogini. I'm not going to lie, that makes me think of some Italian pasta. <laughs> um, which I guess, you know, that makes sense. Pasta, you know, noodles flow, yoga, you flow, it's... It makes sense. I yes. get I get where they're coming from. So yogini, okay. Yeah. What got you into yoga in the first place? Have you always been interested? What is it? Yeah, so actually when I was growing up, I played a lot of sports. I was very intense. I was an angry little teenager, rebel, wanted to do my own thing, my own way all the time. So I played soccer very aggressively. And um, when I went to college, I ended up playing soccer and rugby. And so all of my sports were like super intense. I have a ton of energy, natural energy. I was all over the place when I was growing up. I really don't even know how I had friends because I was like such a spaz. <laughs> You're like that girl who was like freaking out by the lockers, you know, in between classes or whatever. Yeah, that was me. So I don't know. Um, I didn't know how to control my energy. I was just kind of all over the place. I didn't really drink or do any drugs or anything in high school. I had my sports and my friends and my youth group. And so, but I was also getting in trouble all the time with my parents because mm. sneaking out Teenage all the time. women, that's <laughs> what it is. Yes, but I thought I was just such a responsible young woman that I should be able to do whatever I wanted. You know, when you're a captain of your sports team and you go to church and all these things, you're like, yeah, mom, I'm good. I don't need to listen to you. So <laughs> anyways, we'll just say we had a little bit of a rough time growing up. And um, I found yoga when I was growing up and my mom took me to a class and I didn't really think much of it. I kind of was laughing the whole time my friend came with me. You know, all these mm -hmm. women were like farting in class because it's just like one of those things that like gets your digestion moving and yeah. the air moving. <laughs> and so me and my friend are like snickering in the corner and I'm like, yeah, whatever yoga. But um, in college, I went to the University of North Carolina, Wilmington. And my junior year, I went on exchange. There's this thing called the National Student Exchange where you can exchange colleges in the United States. Mm -hmm. So people, if you don't have enough money to go abroad, which I didn't have enough money to go abroad, you can switch schools in the U.S. and pay in-state tuition to go somewhere else. So National Student Exchange, look it up. I went to the University of Utah in Salt Lake City on exchange my junior year, and for a credit, I signed up for yoga. And so it was like a class. So it forced me to go every week on Tuesday nights, and I started to notice, because I would forget about this class, and I would notice when I would run to class down the hill, like, oh my God, I'm going to be late, oh my God. And I would show up, and it would take me 30 minutes to calm down before I could even like breathe normally yeah. in the yoga class and the other days when I would slow walk there and like take my time and do it it was just such a different 
experience in the class. And so I started making sure I was on time. And what yoga really taught me was how to control my energy and like slow down and breathe and just sit still and be because I've never been that person. I had allergies and eczema, so I was always itchy, always scratchy, always sniffly. Like I was never quiet, never still. I was a fidgety, fidgety person for a long time. And on top of that, I didn't really have a good mind-body connection, even though I had played sports and I knew how to move my body to do things. In yoga, they talk about breathing into parts of your body, and I didn't really know what that meant. <laughs> I didn't know That's how funny. to I'm like, you, you know, yeah. touch that stuff. I'm like, what are they talking about? Blah, blah, blah. So yoga really helped me help that connection, the whole body connection, all of it tied together. And so by being forced to go every week cultivated that habit for me. And ever since then, when I've moved to different places, it's always finding a yoga studio that feels really good to me because different studios teach in different ways. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and when you don't know like what a certain kind of yoga means, you can find yourself right in a class that you don't want to be in. Mm, yeah, plenty of yes, <laughs> yes. So like that's definitely a thing is like, if you ever meet someone who knows yoga, ask them what yoga classes yeah. mean. I learned the hard way what a slow flow <laughs> yoga class was. I walked in and then was just all old ladies and I was like, hey, all right, we're going to play me. some bingo after this. What That's me. I'm like? a slow flow yoga teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I love the old ladies and the men. I'm telling you, men, slow flow is such good, so good for men because you don't stretch typically. Well, yeah, you don't yeah. stretch very me, often. I don't stretch very well. I could definitely use slow flow. But when I do yoga, like I like to feel more intense, right? Be like, strong. I want to do power like, the, yoga. The hardest, the, <laughs> the hardest yoga, the, the hottest yoga room. I'm always going into like the corner of the hot box when I go. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. You, you just stumbled across it, right? You, you had no intention of finding yoga or doing yoga. No. And then you sign up for a class. And now here you are, what, five, 10, 20 oh, years? Oh, like <laughs> five years. Yeah, I wish. Okay, I graduated college in 2011. So that was probably 2009, 2010 that I found it and yeah. um, took all these different paths. I mean, it's so crazy. Life all the twists and turns and you know I heard Mel Robbins say this like you're one decision away from a completely different life okay I and it's like that. so true if even if you look back on things one decision and you take a completely different path and sometimes you go down that path for a little while and then you like come back sometimes you go way the heck down the path and you don't even know how to get back you know and that's kind of what life purpose coaching is even um, is helping people get back on track but after college, I went to college for parks and recreation, and so all of my parks jobs. Parks and recreation. Yeah, parks okay, and recreation were you just management. Big on the show, you were like, you know? <laughs> I want to get into this. I want to be a part. <laughs> I actually never watched the show. No? My dad always tries to tell me about it. I'm like, okay, dad, yeah, I'm sure it's really funny, I've but that's not really episodes. my kind of humor. It, it's honestly. pretty funny. I haven't really watched much of it, but the few episodes I've seen, it's really funny. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It took me a long time to get into the office, too. Oh, so. I'm not into office. No? I'm oh, sorry. We'll I'm sorry if that crosses me off a lot of people's list, but it makes me really uncomfortable to watch office. And I don't want to be uncomfortable on the couch in my house by myself. Like, I would rather be laughing. My wife doesn't like it either. Maybe or, like, it's the getting same amped thing. up. Yeah. It's huh. why do you want to feel awkward by yourself? Like, it makes you feel, I don't think it feels Yeah. Makes you feel watching awkward. other just, people, like, be really freaking awkward, like, make, yeah. 
Oh, well, I'm, a, I'm an awkward person myself. So well, yeah, me too. But I, I mean, like I fit in, right? so why do we need more of it? I don't want more of it. I would rather like be you relaxed. Feel cozy, you know, like you're no, giggling makes me feel relaxed and cozy. <laughs> there's some funny, there's some humor to it. There's some, it's some good parts. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, we'll we'll yeah. agree to disagree on that one. Yeah. All right. We'll <laughs> move on. 50, 50 split on the office. Parks and Rec. It's up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so you, you graduate college and at this point you've, Kind of had the yoga fever. Yes. Are you, are you full yogini? Are no. You, no. 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 Not, not at all. I'm still like you think when you graduate. I was a little bit young. I went to college when I was 17 and turned 18 right after I got there because I'm like a late August birthday. Mm-hmm. So I was a little bit younger. And when I graduated, I was 21, and I had met this guy who was a camp counselor or the director of a camp that I worked at in Florida the summer between junior and senior year of college. So before I came back to North Carolina, I went to Florida and worked at this dude ranch summer camp. And I was the wilderness director there. So I like had my thing, you know how you sign up for programs at camp? Yeah. Well, I was in charge of the wilderness program. So okay. like you come hang out with Lizzie for like an hour and we'll catch and like cook crickets and eat them or like we'll go cook alligator or we'll go cut down trees or like learn how to build fires with kindling or weird Eating things. alligator? Yeah, crickets. we were in Florida. I've never been to Florida, but <laughs> from what I'm hearing about it, it seems like a, a wild, wild place. The crickets are huge. I'm telling you, they're the size of your finger. That's a giant cricket. Yeah, they're big. Grasshoppers, <laughs> maybe grasshoppers. <laughs> one thing to just eat it. You know, if I just see well, a survival, bug, think... survival. You know, okay, your wilderness training, like, There's and you gotta keep these. Out there in Florida. You gotta keep these kids entertained. Okay, they're gonna go <laughs> go play with the horses if I don't give them something fun that they're gonna talk about with all their friends. Be like, guess what we did today. Well, I mean, if you laid out the options in front of me and you're like, hey, kid, eat a cricket, go play with a horse. <laughs> Probably going to go play with the horse. <laughs> you can go only play with it. the horse for so long, though. Yeah. You know, we, Come I only on. went to camp once. Um, it was a outdoor education camp back in elementary school. Oh, perfect. We didn't eat any bugs. We dissected some owl poop, which was, that was about the... You know, the nastiest thing we did. Okay, we didn't get into the pit. Um, yeah, found some little skeletons. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then made our own ice cream. So I don't... We did that. It didn't help us survive <laughs> in any way. Like, we're going we're gonna to get out there uh, and we're going to look for ingredients to make ice cream, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we're not going to find. And Never. just dig through poop. That's what they prepared us for. Um, so it's good to know there's other people out there in the world that know what to do and yeah. know which crickets you can eat. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know. I'll have to do my research on that. I'll send you something. Cricket gourmet <laughs> eating. We just got a fondue set, so. Yeah. There we go. I don't know if you'll have a fondue set down in the wilderness, though. Well, Maybe okay, I didn't think about that. I'm, I was thinking about bringing some crickets in. Into, <laughs> into the Importing some wilderness. Um, <laughs> into the home. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how you learn. It's steps. So yeah, we're gonna take I feel steps. you. Okay to survive in the wilderness okay. in our living room. I feel you. And then eventually one day take those outside. Okay. Until um, then, DoorDash, PetSmart, we got it on lock. You know, I haven't even used DoorDash one time ever. No. I refuse to get food delivered to me because I feel like it'll be cold by the time I get it. It is all about 80% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. Like, why do I want that? You don't. You don't want it. We, we do it all the time because we just really don't want to go outside and... and Especially if we like have to leave at night. You wouldn't rather have like a bowl of cereal. Well, we we're out of Lucky Charms, <laughs> but we have like a certain parking spots that we like. 
So if we sit there and we get a good spot, oh. Oh. we're like, all right, we're not going to lose this spot because if you leave, somebody will take it. So yeah, we try not. What to, a hindrance! Uh, it kind of is. What a hindrance! Really you know, I think it's a war. Like right now, I would just like my suggestion as a coach is to like let go of this perfect parking spot thing. I you know I've tried to let go, <laughs> but it's winter and. The in Texas, though, like in walk. Texas, people, you yeah. know, but it's winter which is not really anything in a parking garage, which the cement, in a parking the garage cement holds in the coal. <laughs> All right. It, it seeps into the coal pores. You're not even parking outside. I don't even want to hear it. It's a big opening. It's like, you know, it's, yeah. it's like okay. a, it's like a gazebo. If I've the other end of the gazebo is closed off. <laughs> but that's, you know, <laughs> listen, tangents here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree that, you know, in, in life you should let go of things, you should move on. But this parking space is a good one. It's right by the door. If you have groceries, come on now. One, it's called one the trip. extra workout of the day. It's called I, I got enough going on in my life. <laughs> okay. All right. I actually, I've, I need to, I've been talking to my wife about getting back into yoga sporadically because I'm a very sporadic guy. I had a long stretch where I did yoga like three or four times a week. For maybe three months, which for me is a long stretch. Yeah. In my, in my fitness game. Yeah. The longest thing I've ever done in fitness-wise is F45. Where are you at now? Like a no. year and a few months. Um, whenever they open. Yeah. yeah so because, like a year yeah. and a half almost. Yeah, that's the longest commitment I've ever had to a gym of any kind. That's awesome. Go um, F45. Yeah. Shout out to them, but uh, you know, like cut me a break on those sleds sometimes. Oh, please. I hate the sleds. You know. Why are they so much harder than anything else? I don't know what they think we're doing out there in the world <laughs> that we need to push sleds around. Or pull them with a rope. Like, no thanks. Well, that I could understand. You know, little kid fell down a well. <laughs> you pull him up with a rope. It makes okay. sense. Okay, okay. The rope work, uh, That is what I will think about from now on yeah. when I'm pulling the rope with the sled at the end. Is the little kid. Children drowning. In the bottom of the well. All right, and you got to hurry. Okay. And then drop them back down and then pull them back up again because you got to get your reps in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, really good place over there. But yeah, I've been trying to more into yoga, especially just like doing it here at home. Mm. Because for me, I've always been antsy. I've always kind of been like a, a lot of people would say kind of like an angry guy, you know? I've always kind of been like that grumpy. Yes. Time to time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So I tried to, I actually went and like sought out yoga because I was like, maybe if I could just learn to chill out for a little bit, you know, life wouldn't be so bad. Like I'm over here getting mad at everything. I need to just calm down. So I like kind of jumped into it real hard at there. Um, actually, what's, I'm trying to think of the name. What is the name of the studio? Um, in, ooh, there it is. Indigo. Indigo. Indigo, Indigo yoga. yoga on Camp yeah. Bowie, right? Yes, the yeah. one right there on Camp yeah, Bowie. Yeah, I know exactly. Um, I love the hot yoga classes that they have. Mm-hmm. I love those because you really because you're an intense guy, it. so oh, yeah. you like the intensity. And I'm I'm kind of competitive, so like. Whenever so the yoga is doing the move, like, all right, I'm going to pull it off, like, no matter what it is. You know what's wonderful is that yoga is such a great thing for competitive people because I'm super competitive too, but yoga teaches you to let it the fuck go. Yeah, like, seriously, really because you're, you should not, the whole thing about yoga is you're not worried about anybody and whatever anybody else is doing around you. It's 
what can you do? What can your body do that day? And like, that's what I talk about in my yoga classes all the time that I think we forget is every morning that we wake up, our body is different. We slept differently. We did something different the day before. We did something different the day before that. Maybe we're like a two day sore kind of person. I am like where I do a hard workout. I don't feel it for two days. Hmm. So our bodies are completely different every single day that we wake up. And every single time we step onto the mat, step into the gym, step in to do anything, we have different imbalances. And so when you're doing these stretches, when you're doing these poses, when you're going through life, it's like recognizing that you need to go to your edge and you need to be curious about what it is that day. And not just assume because you did that pose that way the day before or the time before that you can do it that way again. Because some days we can balance and other days we can't balance for the life of us. And like, you know, some days we are really good with our breath and other days we aren't. And I think it's just such an important thing to remember that every single day it's different. And the two sides of our body are completely different based on the different traumas and experiences we've had throughout our life. Absolutely. That was kind of what made me like love the process of it because it was, it was such a challenge, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I went in thinking, I was like, oh, this will be a cakewalk, right? Like right. I've, yeah. I've worked out most of my life. You know, I've played football. I tried to play rugby one time, which I, I commend What'd you, you for playing rugby. It was maybe three years ago. Um, yeah. Do you know, I don't know if you know Spencer from F45. He's the chiropractor. Massage. Spencer. Yes. Is Spencer. he a rugby player? He, he kind of looks like one. He used to. You be, know, they have um, a look. Honestly, they actually There's do. There's a look I to a rugby that when player I out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I played football. A good look. A good look. Yeah. You know, they're they're good guys. <laughs> good guys. Um, so I thought, you know, rugby, you know, I could do that. And I went out, went through a whole practice. We we're doing tackling, doing all this stuff. And at the end, I was like, I just don't love rugby enough <laughs> to put my body through, through it. Yes, yeah. it's a thing. It really is. Because I was talking to one of the guys, you know, a little shorter guy, big old bulky guy. Oh, yeah. Just out there knocking people down like mm-hmm. a bowling ball. And uh, I was talking to him. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm, I've had to sit out for a little bit I've, this is like my third concussion mm-hmm. but you know i love it so i keep coming back and i'm mm-hmm. like dude if i if i pull a hammy like i'm out like <laughs> i don't love it oh so yeah I you can't. can't play rugby like that yeah it's like one of those like you gotta have passion. you're bleeding you like wipe it off put something on yeah. and go back in like it's one of those like grit sports i mean you have to have something a little bit off to play rugby. A hundred percent. You know, because, and kind of, you know, when I was listening to your other podcast and kind of what we were talking about, like growing up, like having this anger, yeah. and like kind of being an asshole, like I had this anger and I was like, kind of like a bitch when I was growing up. I mean, it's so funny. People who have known me in like the last eight years of my life, they, they would calm, never, yeah, like the last <laughs> eight years, like not yeah. even before that, maybe 10, maybe because Aspen was wild and um, that was after I graduated. So I will just say that I was like super angry underneath everything and rugby, I wish I would have found it when I was growing up because it's like a healthy way to get out your aggression and you have to be like, have that switch. It's totally healthy. You're supposed to hit people. You're supposed to tackle them. (laughs) You're supposed to like, it's a thing. And so, I loved it. I loved it. And I was, it was so funny when I, I found it, I helped found the UNC Wilmington women's um, rugby club. So I was like one of the founding members and how it happened is when I moved back my senior year of college, I lived at the beach, Wrightsville beach. Amazing. On this stilted beach house, one house off from the sand. 
I mean, it was amazing. That's a pretty nice setup. Yeah, with three guys, three guys. I even got the clear from my dad, which was cool. Three guys, and they all played rugby, and one of them was my best friend since freshman year, Piegler. And uh, Piegler, love you, brother. And um, they told me to go out and play rugby because I was kind of over playing soccer, and I went, and that was like it. They're like, I was... They said, you're number seven. I was like, what is number seven? Because in rugby, your positions correspond to your numbers. So you don't have a jersey that you take home. In the beginning of every match, they hand you your jersey. It's kind of like this little ritual, like you're starting, here's your number, this oh, is your okay. position. Cool. And so I was number I seven. Yeah, and so I was a flanker. And what that is, is like in the scrum where everyone locks up, when you yeah. see everyone lock up, I'm in the second row on the outside. And so I'm the first one to release, like after the ball gets taken and what they told me my job was on the rugby field was search and destroy and so like I was just supposed to look for the girl with the ball and then like just knock her, knock her the fuck down like take her down any way I could like you can't go above the chest you know because you don't there's yeah. you don't want to hurt people I mean you want to but you don't want to not, not you know what I mean not like that not maliciously yeah. like that but you want to like get the ball and like inflict yeah. pain in you that want way to take them out for the day not the week yeah exactly like well, you feel these things a few days later. But um, it was Comes with the it. best year of my life, honestly. Rugby is such an amazing sport because it's a team thing. It's a family. Your team is your family because you bleed together, you push yourself together, your bodies ache. Like, you do this thing together. And after matches, they're always Saturdays is game days. Saturdays is rugby day. You, the team that you go play, whoever hosts the match, whether it's at your school or someone else's college, because we would play other colleges, they throw a party and so you just like, I feel like you have to you have to yeah. and so you just have a great time with the other team like the match is over and then the two teams party together hmm. so it's like you're playing super freaking hard and aggressive and then afterwards like you just party together up, and you get like a chair, go home. yeah pop one off yeah it's wonderful it's wonderful. What a freaking life that last year yeah. was. It was wonderful. I don't know. I don't know if I could have even done rugby before yoga, you know, when I was a little angrier. Just because mm. I've always been the the kid to calculate the risk of, you know, how bad is this going to hurt? Because I didn't have health oh. insurance growing up. Oh. So we had to be very cautious. You know, all yeah. my other friends were out there breaking bones. That's I'm true. Like, Yo, I cannot break a bone. There's a line. The yeah, I'm like, all right, this doesn't look level. Oh, my gosh. We got to figure this out. I need oh. extra padding. What a different way to think as a kid, honestly. Uh, yeah, I had to be on, we had to be on our toes because, yeah. you know, we knew. We are like, all right, if something happens, we can't cover it all right we got yeah yeah <laughs> so I, i've never been one to be like super reckless um football you know we have pads you know yeah there's you no think, pads in rugby know, and back in when i was going to high school cte wasn't a thing so that, oh that we knew yeah it yet, I yeah don't think. No, i don't I think, think it was so. coming out as i was graduating um so yeah i didn't you know didn't have that wasn't a risk i was concerned of but yeah yoga really calmed me out i needed yoga Maybe yoga needed me too. Yes. I like to think. A hundred percent. Maybe, you know, <laughs> a little cohesive relationship. Yeah, yoga there. absolutely needs you. But it's definitely something that uh, that I really think I need more of. And whenever people talk about it or I bring it up to people, like it's something I recommend. Like I think everybody should do yoga because it just, it challenges you in such a way that you're not going to get challenged going and lifting weights. Yes. You, you can't. It's just yeah. the mental aspect of it. Yeah, I feel like there's a progression 
for yoga. It's so when you first show up to yoga, you have no freaking clue what you're doing. Yeah. You have no clue what to expect. Can attest you have to that. no clue what the teacher's talking about. You don't know all these weird words that they're saying. You're looking around like, is that how you do it? Wait, am I supposed to put my arm here or my head this way? Or is yeah. like, am I supposed to look up or straight? And you gotta or look like, quick so it doesn't yeah. look like you're staring at one person. You yes. Like, all right, what are they? And some people are doing different things. You, you gotta know? like you eyeball the room. Flow. Yes, so like, that's the, the issue. Okay, that's one of the issues I have with yoga teachers always walking around the room is that when you have new people in the classroom they don't know who to look to mm -hmm. to see how to do the pose in the way that the teacher's saying yeah. so when I teach I like to do the poses too so then the people that can look at me but I teach a lot of beginners that's the kind of yoga I do but okay back to the progression so you're coming in you have no idea yeah, what you're doing come in dumb all right okay next. no clue so then you start to kind of figure out what the poses are and you're like oh this is a warrior one this is a down dog this is kind of what it looks like this is what cat cow is like oh this is kind of it so then you kind of get that down then you start to focus on movement sinking your breath with your movement i feel like that's the next step like once you can move the body in the pose ways kind of you start to work on focusing the breath with the movement so it's like as the teacher says inhale halfway lift exhale forward fold inhale step back exhale chaturanga inhale up dog I'm having exhale right down now. dog you know like <laughs> so that's the next step is like sinking mm -hmm. the movement with the breath because Sinking breath with the body is like so key to living a really good life and like a centered and balanced life. And if you can do that in the morning, sink your breath with your movement, with your body, it's like one of the best things you can do. And so I feel like that's the next step. And it takes a long time, honestly, to get the body positionings down enough, especially if you're trying different kinds of classes, to even get to that breath and movement sync together. And then on the other side of that, the third round, which is the round that I like feel like I'm still in, is getting the right muscles activated. You know how they'll be like, well, engage your glute muscle, engage yeah. the feet, bring your feet so that they're coming together and lift up on your thigh muscles off of your bones. And you're like, they're very I'm specific. just trying to get, I mean, it is, well, because there's like all these benefits and things that come in with the alignment. Mm -hmm. So it's the alignment, but I feel like that's like the third phase and it takes so much to get the other stuff down to even get to that. Cause there's so many different pieces of yoga. So it's like, you're saying it's a constant challenge and no matter where you are and you step onto the mat that day, it's a different challenge. And what's really cool is being able to first recognize where you are, allow yourself to be there, and then like let go of what you thought everything was gonna look like today and just be present. Presence, I'm glad you said that word. I feel like that's kind of what yoga brought to me was being able to just drop everything, right? Cause you got a million things on your mind, mm -hmm. right? You're thinking about your bills, you're thinking about your job, you're thinking about your jobs, bills, all of it. And then you, you get to this point where like you're you're in a tree pose. I think the tree was the one that did it I for me. I love tree pose. I'm in the tree pose and I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of all these different things and, and you just have to realize like, just drop it. Like yeah. the only thing that matters is right now in this moment. Yeah. Can you fix all these other problems, right? Can you solve the thousand problems in your head right this moment? No? Then fucking drop it. Yeah. Leave it to be, be in the moment. And then when it comes up and you can figure it out you can solve your issues you can i don't know you just have so much more peace when you when you don't try to solve everything and figure everything out right then and there 
100%. Like it has to come to you. You have to be patient and you just, you have to know that no matter what, life's going to constantly be like this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was, presence was a big thing for me. Yeah. Especially that damn tree pose because I'm falling over. <laughs> and it's like trying not out. to get frustrated with yourself. Because when we can't do things, oh, we right. are automatically like quick to be like, why can't you do that? Just yeah. balance. Like, That's, it's so easy. Especially when you put your damn everybody foot there. else doing it, right? Yeah. Like, look ahead of you. Like, what, what's wrong with you? Like, why can't you do this today? You did this last time. It's like, no. It's like, oh, I can't balance like that today. Okay. I'm going to put my foot instead. My toes are going to be on the floor and my foot is going to be on my inner shin instead of trying to put my foot all the way up my thigh. Like, let's just make it a little bit easier on me today. Yeah. And and because the real practice is like you're saying, being present, being focused, and trying to maintain that like steady balance and focus. Yeah, have some grace for yourself, people. Yeah, we all we all need a little bit of grace, especially from ourselves, because we can be uh, we can be some harsh critics from time to time. Yeah, and the hardest on ourselves. Yeah, which I, is crazy. I know that for a fact. Ooh, so your coaching, you brought that up a few times. Do you do a lot of coaching in person, online? How do you approach your yoga coaching? So with yoga, I do um, gravity yoga, which is mobility and flexibility training. So it's not, you're not hanging in front of anything. It's not gravity yoga like that. It's gravity yoga, it's on a mat and you use gravity to help you get a deeper stretch. So it's kind of doing less to do more. Almost. And it's really... <laughs> that sounds like my kind of class right there. Yes, Do yes. Do less, get more. Yes. That's it. And so we focus on your hips, your back, and your hamstrings. Like the three most tight parts of everyone, yeah. I'm pretty sure. All you guys out there, I know your back hurts just as much as mine. Go out there and stretch. Yes. Just a little PSA. How to get it out there. Because I can actually feel my back hurting right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then like you were laughing about earlier, I do slow flow. And so what slow flow really is, is moving really slowly, taking time in the stretches and working on that breath with the movement. Focusing on moving with your breath. Because I don't want it to take people so long to get there. Like it took me to get to that piece of yoga. And so it's simplifying yoga down to almost like it feels like stretching and like focusing Mm -hmm. on inhaling and exhaling with the stretch and thinking about what you were laughing at earlier, breathing into the spots of the body. So how you do that is you think about that spot. So if your glute is tight and they say breathe into where you're tight and your glute is where you're feeling it, you think about that glute muscle right there. You're like, okay, that's where I'm tight. And then you take a deep breath in and think about breathing right into that muscle. And then when you exhale, think about exhaling from that muscle and sinking deeper. Yeah, see that pushing that was a down concept a little bit. That, uh, took a while to understand. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. Nobody explains it to you. No, because yeah, you're like, how do I breathe into my butt? Like, yeah, that's not how my lungs work. That's yeah, not how it is. yeah. But if you actually do that, like, try it for a second though. Think about one part in your body that's tight. I just breathe into my chest. Stand oh, no, and I just like feel good. Oh, you weren't like, even right. thinking. Yeah, okay, I, I sorry, right. I put right. you on the spot. Uh, yeah, I might, I might need to take some time <laughs> to uh, really learn how to get my butt to breathe um my wife would probably appreciate that if i aired that thing she out would. every once in a while <laughs> you know like leveled up okay so side note kind of maybe tmi but in my yoga teacher training we mm-hmm. learned about like fluttering our sphincter 
that it's is it's like a breathing exercise. A sentence I thought I would ever hear <laughs> in my life. It's a breathing exercise. Okay, legit people, legit. I know you you will never learn this unless you don't, get really deep into don't yoga. Don't Google it on your home computer. <laughs> um, just don't Google it at all. Just take yeah. my word for it. <laughs> I came home that day and I was like, guess what, babe? I learned how to flutter my butthole. And he's like, what are you talking? I'm like, it's a thing. Yeah, I, it's a thing. <laughs> my wife came home and said that to me. I'd be like, "What? What were you doing? Where does this involve a pole? What were you?" You know what? Just get get used to it, people. Okay, you need to normalize these things. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, we don't. As I don't feel like as like a society, at least like here in America, we don't really embrace our bodies, right? Right. Like we don't we don't really know how to like connect with our own bodies, like. I've always been, you know, when I work out, it's like biceps, chest, mm-hmm. maybe some legs, and maybe. some maybe some core. <laughs> maybe. So like you don't you don't learn necessarily how to like connect everything, mm-hmm. right? You focus on one thing, but the truth is like every part of our body is connected to the other parts. Like it right. all needs to work right. We know we need to know how to move and and breathe and just relax different parts of our body sometimes that's always been something like i struggle with Mm -hmm. is connecting to my own body yes yoga will definitely help with that what's crazy is so f45 shout out again um we've both been going there since it opened and what's kind of crazy is i started my yoga teacher training august and f45 started boot camp september i think we moved into the gym like end of october beginning of november Mm -hmm. and so i was doing I mean, hours of yoga every week, eight, 10 hours of yoga plus a week, plus doing F45. And what I found is that yoga synced with that high intensity training and learning how to lift all these new weights like kettlebells, sandbags, bars with weights on them, um, doing pull-ups, the sleds, like all the different stuff that I'd never actually done before, which I love about F45 is learning how to do those things, doing those two things in tandem and having that mind-body connection from yoga in tandem with these new movements in the gym has really propelled my results on to like such another level because I have that connection to know what they're talking about when they're talking about squeezing different parts of the muscles in the different movements and like stacking my body setting up my base in like a really strong foundation or like setting rolling my shoulders back and taking them down before I start to lift weights and just different things like that so yoga along with training in the gym has just been amazing and has really given me such incredible results over the last year and a half. And I never would have thought, but honestly, those are the two things that I'm doing the most is the high intensity interval training at 45 and even just slow flow stretching yoga, not even super intense, sprinkled in with some intense yoga. Like I do love some sweaty hot yoga. Um, But those two things coupled together have really shown my muscles have leaned out and really built in the proper way because I have those connections when I'm in the gym. That's a good thing is like you have that full range of balance because mm-hmm. it's hard to think and like keep that focus when you're going through the F45 workouts, right? Yes. Because you're like, all right, I know I have to focus on form, but sometimes you're like, hey, time You just got to get ticking. through it. Yeah. You yeah. got to push. You want to get some yeah. extra reps. Just this last week, I forget what workout it was. It was some kind of snatch with the overhead press. As she was going through the introductions and describing the workout, she said, when you push up, you're not pushing up with your arms. You're pushing up with your glutes. 
Yes. She's like, don't use your arms to push it up above you. And I was like, I don't know how to get my glutes to put my arms above my head. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know how to make that connection. But uh, so I, when I was trying to do that, I kept trying to like fill it, and I was like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do the press. So right. I, I've, got a, I've got a ways to go. But that's definitely something yoga could help you with. It's just interesting, kind of the different ways that yoga can help you in your life that maybe you didn't realize. Maybe you come to yoga for one reason, like helping with your energy, or maybe you come to it because you're super tight or and you can't move you know or maybe you come to it because you need some time to yourself and that's Mm -hmm. the only time you can get yourself and then you get all of these other benefits that you don't really expect one of the things that I had no idea I'm trained in a classical ashtanga yoga and ashtanga just means eight limbed and there are eight limbs to this yoga tree. Well, the tree of life, oh, yeah, I you think know, I've and seen stuff. The, the picture yeah, with, the, with the all eight the arms. yes. Yeah. Okay, so the poses, the classes that we do, poses kind of it's asana in Sanskrit is only one branch of the yoga tree. Oh, I did not know that. So the stuff that we think of as yoga out here in the West is such a small, small piece of it. And I got opened up to this whole new world through my yoga teacher training. It was just really interesting. So, you know, meditation and breath work, pranayama, if you've ever heard someone say pranayama, just means, you know, breath work pretty much. Um, Just a fancy word. Just a Sanskrit word for it. The Um, yogis and the yoginis have their lingo. We do. (laughs) you know but um I actually don't use much Sanskrit when I'm speaking in yoga in my classes because mine are really focused to allow people to feel comfortable to try it I feel like sometimes we get so intimidated to try new things especially yoga I don't know I don't remember why because it's been so long since I've tried it I mean you sometimes you get so far away from you can't remember why but I know that it's such an intimidating thing and I really try and make it just a low barrier of entry for people to come and do it. I love having men in my class. I love having older people in my class, people who don't normally do it. I use a lot of props, yoga blocks, straps, blankets, pillows, bolsters. Like I'm telling you people, if you're new to yoga, props are your best friend because blocks help bring the floor to you. Okay. We (laughs) want to feel super supported. Like don't feel weird when you use blocks. I still use blocks because my arms are freaking short and I can't, if I'm trying to stay long straight my arms can't reach the ground sometimes so i have to use a block so i'm telling you yoga props are your friend i've always stayed away from the blocks because i've mindset where i'm like no i don't i don't need a block i can do this <laughs> <laughs> and i trust me you get the block because i've almost pulled a few things yeah to, just trying to act like you know you don't need it you need it you know and it's it was like one of the hardest workouts i've ever done that first people get sore one yeah i was i was sore in ways i never knew because you don't realize the muscles you're not using mm-hmm. and then yoga forces you to use all those muscles i feel like i was stronger when i was doing more yoga yes where it's just like i don't i don't know how to explain it but it's just you feel better you feel more in tune with your body and balance flo- and yeah. <laughs> flexibility and but groundedness and everything. everything do it for everything and embodiment yeah, exactly. 
Uh, but so you, you've been doing it for quite a few years now, and said the pandemic was when yeah, you started up the business. business formally, Wild Women Yoga. Yes. Yeah, so um, when I moved to Texas, I moved here for my husband. We met in Aspen after I graduated college, and he moved up there from. He's from Mansfield, so he's from Texas, and we were living together. We met out there. We moved to Hawaii together for a year. Moved back to Aspen. Lost our living situation. He's from here. We had no money, nowhere to go. I'm from Minnesota. So it was like, if we go our separate ways, we'll split up. You know, this will be yeah. it. You know, so I was like, okay, I'll go to Texas. And I literally said, I'll never move to Texas. Well, and so here I am, like, what, nine years later now? I moved here almost nine, October 2013 with him. And I just fell into this desk job. So I'd been working outside my whole life, doing parks and rec, all these different outdoor jobs. I mean, I went to Hawaii and worked outside for a year, and I come to Texas and I'm behind Just get a desk. Caged like an animal. Oh my god, it was <laughs> terrible. I gained weight. I didn't. I was like yelled at every day. I was almost fired does. so many times. I didn't know how to be behind a computer and send an email. Like when you're in college and you send emails, they're like five paragraph essays. And when you're in the business world and you send an email, it's like received. Yep. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> like, Simple. We don't want to know how your day is going. Just tell us how the business is going. Received <laughs> in gratitude. You yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, then you get the snidey. Per our conversation. Yep. That's oh, the one. Per our conversation. Just you know, I I hit people with that though. Anything it's per- not always snotty though. It's like just to recap. Like say we talked on the phone. You have, like have to have what I learned. You have the hard conversations on the phone. You have to have the phone calls. Most people, young people, are scared to pick up the phone these days because we text so oh, much. Yeah. Nobody wants to pick up the damn phone talk to someone you have to have the hard conversations on the phone and then you recap in the email so you have to hit them with the per hour conversation it's not snotty make sure you are also recording all your conversations <laughs> all the time never let them get away never <laughs> they'll pull it over on you yeah it is it is a dog eat dog world out there in business it is in business always so anyways i got stuck behind a desk double screen computer my eyes are shot to shit now thanks computer screens (laughs) (laughs) um for eight years i was worked my way up from like not knowing anything i was in the heavy haul transportation like trucking industry which is doggy dog like you're saying like terrible yeah. i talked from everyone on the phone i would talk to everyone from truck drivers to like c-suite executives so talk about like having different to wear different hats it's like the c yes sir i've got it under control the driver will be there at 0800 and we have all of the instructions per your request you know and then it's like talking to the driver how's it going out there like <laughs> you know are the roads clear you know? the accent is 100 <laughs> percent required 100 100 anytime you're talking to a trucker Howdy there, partner. <laughs> it's a thing, okay? You laugh, but, you know, I did it for a long time. So, but anyways, I did that. And, like, for everyone, like COVID did and the pandemic did, it just took everything away and our company closed. And so it was oh, my man. first time. It was October 31st of 2019. And it went from, like, salary to nothing. Ooh. I mean, salary to nothing. And I'm talking nothing and my husband worked there with me so we both went from salary to nothing and so luckily he had started his own business february of that year landscaping so he rolled into that but still first year of his own new business oh yeah that's tough and then yeah and then i'm home doing like well i wasn't doing nothing because i had signed up for yoga at that point but um that's kind of how i just had my whole schedule open up like everyone and 
I finally allowed me to really figure out what I wanted next in my life, like build my life into something that I wanted because I was not passionate about what I did. And at this point in my life, I was just doing it because I was good at it now. And I had salary and I had benefits. I had 401k and I had health insurance. Like, you know, going from all that to having none of it is a big deal. And so, I mean, it was scary, but it was just time. It was just time. And so I did the yoga teacher training. I started teaching before I even graduated with my certificate because I just wanted to do it before I got too scared to not do it. Right. You yeah, know, you got to jump in because if, yeah. if you just start and you let so much time pass, you're like, oh, is it ever going to happen? It's, yeah. You talk yourself out of it. Yeah, All those doubts come in. Into it. All those self, those limiting beliefs come in. And so I just did it. I roll. I graduated January 2020. I'm like always off by a year. So January 2020 or oh, something. It's just a detail. I don't even know. Anyways. Last, no, it was 2021. See, it's like crazy. I don't even know. Timelines shifted so much. But I rolled straight into my own business. And after about five months, May, I had been following this girl, Sahara Rose. Um, she does the Highest Self podcast, and it's the top rated spirituality podcast on iTunes. And it was my way of plugging in and having a spiritual practice over COVID. And she opened the Dharma Coaching Institute. Um, which Dharma means life purpose in Sanskrit. And she opened it with two other like world-renowned coaches. And I was ended up signing up as part of the inaugural class. And that was May of last year. And I graduated in September. So I did five months of yoga teacher training and then five months of life purpose and spiritual life coach training. And so now my business has evolved into not just yoga, but more life purpose coaching, intuitive life purpose coaching. And then the podcast came from that as just a way to share my voice, how I work with people and really help people in any way that I can, because it's really about taking inspired action. And it's not just about taking action. It's taking like aligned, inspired action towards the things that you want and having my life be something that I fell into, something that I just did, that I woke up every day and like worked 7.30 to 5.30 every day, like would skip lunch, would skip put off going to the bathroom. So I didn't miss a call, didn't miss an email. You have to win this bid. You have to make this money. What's the margin? Like living that life all day, day in and day out for so long. And now being on the whole other side of it, making my own money, working for myself, building my own schedule around what I want, what I love and like leaning into my strengths and my passions. I want to help other people have that. Like I finally feel amazing in my life in my body like going from feeling so uncomfortable in my body uncomfortable in my life to feeling so good in my body and in my life i want to share those ways that i've done that with other people and i want to help people transform their lives because when we do things from a place of love like the energy behind everything is completely different and it just makes the world a better place like when you do what you're supposed to be doing when you lean into your gifts and i lean into my gifts we're helping the world be a better place. And I think it's, people honestly think it's selfish to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. We do, and and it's because we're trained to think that way. Oh, yeah. And whoever said being selfish was a bad thing? Because honestly, you can only look out for yourself. You can only control your reactions to other things that happen. You can only control what you do. So 
what are you good at? What are you excited about? Because when you do those things and you bring those to the world and you share those things in a passionate way, like inspires other people. When you show your light, it allows other people to do what they want to do, shine their light. And when we all do the things that we're supposed to do, it rounds out the world. Like you like things that I don't like. People like to do spreadsheets. People like to do accounting. I don't like to <laughs> do that. So like, let them actually. do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so you do the spreadsheets. Okay. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll do this. You know. <laughs> I'll be a yogini yeah, no, yeah, who, a... Um, you know, treats her body really, really well and then shares it with other people. I mean, it's just like what feels good to you. It's just really interesting to think that way. And people will look at you all that will look at me and I can see it. They'll be like, well, how dare she do that? Or how can she do that? Or blah, blah, blah. Well, you can do it too. Oh, but no, they can't because they have jobs. <laughs> they have things to do. They they do? Have, I they have, have jobs real, too. They have real jobs, real jobs, remember? They have real jobs real in jobs. the real world. It's, trans it it's called a transition. It's called <laughs> a transition. You can keep the job that you're doing and start to cultivate all the other things that you love. And yeah. eventually you like pull the trigger, stop the job that you don't love and go full into what you do love. Yeah, your company doesn't have to just close and leave you for nothing for you to find a passion <laughs> exactly um, but I, it's really great that you have that and kind of my purpose my thinking behind this podcast it's really my passion project i love that is just being able to to have conversations about things that that we don't talk about in the real world right? mm -hmm. we there's a lot of shit that we just let slide mm -hmm. we don't discuss mm -hmm. um that's kind of my my goal here with this and with the comedy that i do because there's day and night difference. I've got the nine to five job, really seven to four job, which terrible hours. Yeah. We don't even get started working till like nine. So <laughs> why are we here at seven? Getting but, that uh, salary money. Yeah. Hey, that is true. That is true. I hope my boss don't hear that. <laughs> but, you know, I'm at that point where I have this job where it meets the needs, right? But my passion, everything that I that actually drives me, like pushes me to want to grow. I don't get paid for yet. So, right. So that's, I'm in that transition period of trying to figure out how I can get paid for what I'm passionate about. In the meantime, you just got to do it. You exactly. just have to just get out there. You're going to fail. Just do it. Yeah. Period. It's trial and error, honestly. I mean, we only learn by doing and we only learn what doesn't work when it shows us that it doesn't work. And we only learn what works when it shows us it works. And so it's almost like also not having an attachment to the different pieces of it and how they're going to turn out because if you get super attached to something and it's showing you that it's not working sometimes it can take us a lot longer to let it go oh yeah when when we should have earlier and so it's kind of like with my yoga business you know i tried doing an online yoga class on tuesday nights i'm going to tell you nobody showed up not one time and so I'll tell you, I had it on my schedule. No one ever showed up for a month. And I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not doing these anymore. And that's okay. And it's okay because I don't owe it to anyone to do yeah, that. You can use that time better. You yeah. can figure out another path, yeah. set up a different class. It's, you get, we get hooked into these details, right? Like mm -hmm. we think we have to do things a certain way, but really you just learn that there's no path. There's no like book that's right. going to tell you like, follow these steps you'll be successful. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of books that, that say yeah. that, but come on now, let's be real. Well, and what I've learned is that it's wonderful to learn from other people who've been there. Mm -hmm. You know, people Absolutely. who have the success that you want, who have taken the journey that you're kind of on. It never looks like your journey, of course, mm -hmm. but they're where you want to go. They have something that you want in a certain aspect of their life. It's wonderful to pay the money to learn from them, whether that's a book, whether that's a podcast and it's free, whether that's a a training program, you know, 
learning from the experts is well worth your time and money and attention. However, it's when we get so hooked up on, like you're saying, following it from A to Z is where we fumble because we're all different. And what works for you won't work for me because I have different strengths than what you have. And so it's taking that formula that other people have have made and are sharing with you and then putting your spin on it. Like what does Lizzie's version of this formula look like for my version of success? Because all of our versions of success look completely different. Like someone might want to work eight to five in a high rise in New York City and have all the fancy suits and all stuff. That's not my version of success, but that might be someone else's. So I think really like the first question is like, what is your version of success in your life? Like if you could have any life that you wanted without any limitations, no limitations, you have all the money, you have all the resources, you have anything you could want and need, what would your life look like? All right, so I wake up first thing in the morning, bowl of pudding right next to my bed. Okay. Ice cold, it's gotta be cold. Chocolate pudding or vanilla? Honestly, anything but plain vanilla, right? I, yeah, I can do okay. some tapioca, a yeah. little swirl. No, thanks. You know, some butterscotch. <laughs> tear up some butterscotch. Um, you know, then roll out of bed to some French toast. I feel like it's just all food-based. It sounds like it so yeah. far. So yeah, pizza for lunch, and I gain no weight. That'd be the perfect life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to work on that, but I can, I can, uh, we very, can brainstorm on that. Very simple needs. We might have Winning to throw in like, you French know, toast and pizza. That's like gluten free or like keto, you know, something for the French toast. I don't know. I'll have to think about this. No, I had keto bread because me and my wife just house that for our friends the past couple of days and they, they're keto people. Yeah. Which, you know, shout out to them, but I don't, I don't like your people's ways. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't subscribe to that. No, I don't. I don't. So we, we had some keto bread, and I was like, "What is this? This is." Oh, it tasted funky. Oh, it, well, it didn't taste funky. It tasted okay. You know, it was all right. Okay. But I was like, "This is not. This is not the unhealthy whole grain GMO bread that I am used to." Mm. You know, it's small things. It's small shifts. Like you're saying, like before you go to no milk, you got to do the lactose-free milk, and then you got to go to this kind of milk, and then that kind of milk. You know, if you're weaning off the milk off the milk in my house we're on yeah. oat milk so i'm mm. allergic to nuts which really How, cuts everything okay my only options oh, are coconut <laughs> and oat and that's it those are my only options because everything else is made from nuts uh, peanut allergy too like all no nuts? peanuts okay. are legumes actually they're, they're not, not nuts, nuts. peanuts are not nuts newsflash they are legumes they grow on bushes out of the ground they do not grow on trees I didn't know that. Okay. Well, I mean, that's they're pretty like good. They're like a lentil. peanut butter. Yeah. That's yeah, fine. absolutely. So peanuts are fine. So those You're not I missing out on anything. Yeah. Well, but all the healthy stuff has freaking nuts in it. <laughs> okay, health food companies, like yeah. make some damn stuff with seeds. Every granola bar. Okay. Every trail mix. <laughs> all the Everything. Cereal. All the cereals. Yeah. All the healthy stuff. Oh, it's a substitute for something. Oh, it's made with freaking cashews. Like, do you know cashews is in everything? And they're like my least, like, that's the one that makes my throat, like, itchy and close up. It's like cashews. Oh, but you won't, you won't like, yeah, it's so. not like a health, you're not gonna like die, right? So. No, I don't have an EpiPen, so I'll be oh, good. Oh, you're fine then. Yeah, I'll be fine. But it's very cereal. limiting. It's when you're trying to be health conscious and you can't have nuts, it's very limiting. So coconuts and oats, that's like the products I can go with. I think maybe one day in my life, not today, not tomorrow, but one day I'm going to have a healthy diet consistently. 
But until until my metabolism slows down a little bit more, I'm gonna keep. Listening. You're already there. I'm not yet, not yet. I'm close. <laughs> I'm knocking on the edge. I'm knocking on the edge, but I'm just still... stop doing F45 and see what happens, and I promise you're already there. We stopped for three weeks. I've only been like maybe three times this year. Yeah. Oh. Because I just we've been we got sick with COVID at first, mm-hmm. and then we just didn't want to go. <laughs> then, <Yeah. laughs> you know, you get used to just relaxing. We relaxed for a long time. But I just started the challenge. Oh, um, good! I'm doing the challenge this round, and it's a long one too. It, is it? I it's didn't a longer get any one. Details. It's like just, eight weeks this time. Okay, good. I need the I need the extra time. I just saw it was coming up, and I was like, you know, I need something to kick me in gear. So I was like, I'm just gonna do it. And you have the good thing is you have to pay a little money. Yes. If, I, if you didn't have to pay, I'd slack off. A hundred percent. Like you know what? Whatever. It's free. But the moment you put any money down for me, five bucks, whatever, I'm in. That's I'm perfect. All in, so. Hopefully this time I beat Alan. Oh, that's, that's Alan, comp- my buddy Alan. Oh, he wins every, every time. But have you seen his body change? Okay, Alan's like in his 60s, right? You think he's in his 60s or 50s? Late I thought, 50s? I thought a little younger. I thought maybe 50s. Okay, late 50s, we'll say. I'm saying late 50s. And he, his body has changed so much. You see in his face. You can see oh, in yeah. his body. Completely different and guy from when they opened up. I know. I'm telling you people, you find a workout that works for you and that you love to do and your body will just morph and change. It's insane. Consistency beats perfect every time. See, but I think he had a leg up on me because he drank a little more than me. And he yeah, and he doesn't drink out. as much. Yeah. And he cut that like out. Which, full. I mean, shout out to him. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough thing to do. Oh, yeah. Especially when you're used to it. Yeah. You like get, a habit. You go home, you know, have a beer. Yeah. Have another. Yeah. Have another. That was one of the things that changed with yoga was like I pretty much stopped drinking except for socially. So I don't drink at all at the house, period. Like hmm. anymore. Unless we're having a bunch of friends over. Yeah. And so then it's a party, you know, you know, and it's socially. But if I'm going out to like have drinks with the girls, that's one thing. But I'm such a lightweight now. I'm talking like two drinks. Oh, yeah. The moment you stop drinking, <laughs> you're like, you, you just have like a sip and you're like, what changed in me? Or you go to the wrong Mexican or the right Mexican restaurant. You have one margarita and you're like, yeah. whoa. It's always the right one. I'm feeling a froggy. <laughs> <laughs> Huge margarita Spicy guy. margaritas over Not here. I love jalapeno. Not a yeah, spicy margaritas. Person. I'll even add that. I'll be like, hey, can you throw some fresh jalapenos in there? Nope, couldn't do it. Oh, yeah. Not me. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Not a spice person. That's why I married Guatemalan. They're not a spicy people. <laughs> Their food's very mild. <laughs> I didn't know not, that. Yeah. yeah a little, you go down a little further south, they chill out on the spice. Okay, good Maybe to know. Maybe just for like that region, they might pick it up after, but <laughs> the Guatemalan people. Thank you. Because <laughs> his digestion thanks you. Yeah, my my mouth thanks you because I just I can't. I'm such a baby when it comes to that. Mm. Like if I go through hot Cheetos, I might tear up. Once well, or that's twice. good because those are very bad for you. So I hope that you don't eat that stuff. I only eat it so that way other people won't. You know, I'm looking out for the world in that way. That's, I don't know. That's what I do. <laughs> I don't know. Taking the pain so you don't have to. People, that's what I'm here for. One last bag learn, of Cheetos. Learn in the from world. my mistakes. Exactly. Okay. Until they stop making them, I'm going to have to keep eating them one bag at a time. Saving children. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> Saving children. <laughs> so you've gone through this whole yoga journey. You've got to this point now. You've started the business, got some coaching going. Yes. What do you prefer? I want to ask this because I've always been curious about this when it comes to yoga. Do you prefer the in-person or online? Oh, 100% in-person. How do you, how do you feel in-person. about online? Okay. Online is good. 
I don't if like that's all you can do, yoga. if that's all you can do, if like you just need to do it at home, if you because that's the only way that you feel comfortable doing it, go ahead and do it. But honestly, in person is a completely different experience. It's yeah. it's the energy of everyone in the room. You can't slack it's, off. No, and you're in it. You're you're way going to be way more present mm-hmm. when you're in an environment that's specifically designed for you to be present. Yeah, you know. Ooh. See, I love you make that point because I I have the same kind of energy that that I feel with comedy is like like the best time to do comedy anytime ever is when doesn't matter where you are is if people come together expecting comedy mm, right because I, mm-hmm. I do a lot of open mics in bars in some restaurants where people are coming to have a meal they're coming to, <laughs> to unwind from their day they're not coming to hear a bunch of guys just try some jokes into a mic right like they're annoyed that we're here if you watch me at an open mic and you watch me at a show, you see two very different versions of me. Interesting. Because the open mic, I'm like, ah, you, you have to convince people to laugh. But the show, they're prepared to laugh. They're come. They're ready. They're come for this. Everybody's on the same page. Yes. And I, like like you're saying with yoga, when you do it in person, when you come together as a group, really in anything, and you, you come with a purpose, mm-hmm. it's just such a different environment. Yes, 100%. A hundred percent. And it's it's just a different level of attention, mm-hmm. you know, that both the students and the teachers have. And so for a little while, actually, when I first started teaching, which trial and error here, when I first started teaching, I would teach in the studio and I would also have my computer on for Zoom. And so it was offered both in person and online. And I did that for... In elemental yoga, they do 12-week semesters, and so it's the same thing for 12 weeks. And so I did that for 12 weeks, and I decided that I'm not doing that ever again, period. There won't be an option for inline and on-person. It's going to be one or the other because I found that my attention was in two different places. Like I had people in the room in front of me, and that's where I wanted my attention to be with these people who showed up, who want to be here and are in the room and we're practicing together. But then I had this computer screen and I was worried about making sure the screen was in the right position for them to see my body turning this way or that way so they could see the right things. Like one of the things, like the reason why yoga instructors wear bras and tight you know tops and tight bottoms is so that you can see our bodies because the body position in yoga and like being able to see the different muscles that turn on and how we move is really important so like that's one of the things i had to tell my dad i'm like hey dad back the f off okay <laughs> like like this is how we dress for a specific reason and i like it but anyways so um my attention was in two different places mm-hmm. and I didn't like it. And I felt like I wasn't able to be, give my students the best version of myself. So now I oh, do yeah, online absolutely. or in person. I much prefer in person. However, I do have students that are in New York, are in Colorado, are yeah. in Utah, like from different places around the US and the world because I've lived in nine, 10 different states. And so I do offer one online class a week on Friday mornings at 9.15 Central, but then all the other yoga classes I do are in person and I rent studios to do it. I do yoga in the park. I do free stretching classes at F45 every other Wednesday for the members. So I I do them at apartment complexes um, for their residents. Uh, I do privates. I do stretching with volleyball, girls volleyball teams. So like specific uh, athletic programs and athletes. I do different kinds of stretching programs for them. I did some for some Alito um, football players okay. and so I'm kind of all over the yeah, place those kids need it. they I do those, I know those kids don't stretch no they don't and kids. it's really hard to get them to like 
concentrate. So it's good when they have their buddies with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's easier. So we, I normally do it with some buddies when I do it for them. But um, you get the cool kid to do it first. Though. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I kind of do it all over the place because it's really hard to make money as a yoga instructor. And so you just have to decide how much you want to market yourself, have to tell people about the classes. When you do it at a studio, the studio markets the classes. People sign up for a package at the studio and they sign up for your class and you know how many are going to be there. I show up every time. I never know how many people are going to come. I never know how much money I'm going to make. But that's like kind of the fun part of being an entrepreneur is I get to change that up as often as I want. I'm not set to a schedule by someone else telling me when I and where I have to be. So it's been really nice. Yeah, there's so much freedom, but there's also a lot more financial like stress. And so it's how much like you have to deal with all your money issues, get into entrepreneurship. It's like you have to unearth all this stuff about money, which is uncomfortable. All the things we've learned from our parents and from people we've grown up around, all the things we've been told by society and by people around us, how money's made and how hard we should ought to have to work to earn it and how much this is worth, how much that is worth. Like that's all fake people. Like you can come up with that like for yourself on your own PS. But yeah. um, there's a kid that makes like 12 million on YouTube. Yeah. So like our, our entire concept of money, whatever you think, throw it out the window, throw it out. Cause like, it's not like our parents. It's not what we don't have to have that standard nine to five growing mm-hmm. up. I mean, you're evidence of that. You can follow your passions. You can create your own businesses. And, and when you do that, when you have this freedom, I mean, would you trade, the uncertainty financially for a steady paycheck at a cubicle? Not anymore. 100% I would not. Not at this point in my life. And I've been there and done that. And it feels good to be on the side. And what what's nice is that you have to face all those things. You have mm-hmm. to deal with that lack mindset and all the things that have come around that. And being able to cultivate an abundance, prosperity, like wealth, money mindset is so beneficial in so many different areas of your life like even just noticing prosperity in your life where you wouldn't before like going to your favorite coffee shop and turning in your rewards dollars for a free coffee like that's that's abundance right there that free coffee is abundance you know or finding the perfect parking spot when you roll up like that's abundance right there just don't (laughs) order doordash to make up for that because then you're kind of ruining the purpose exactly (laughs) exactly but it's um it's just about cultivating a different way of looking at things coming into your life too so it's been the risk is is hard and i'm telling you i've definitely drained my entire savings account to help pay for the last year of mine and my husband's life after what he could help us with but when you're both starting new businesses you think every bit of money that you make in the business goes back into the business oh yeah because you're you have to keep investing things. in yourself a hundred percent a hundred percent no one no one else is in those early days right you right. have to push you have to grind yeah so i commend you for that pushing so through sticking with it a lot of people will just, they'll struggle and then they hit that bump in the road and then they're just done with it, right? They have to run back and, and feel that security. Well, and you have other people telling you that you can't do it, oh, yeah. which is absolutely insane. You think All that your time. family, your family and your friends, like your loved ones who are supposed to love you and support you through everything, those are the people who will put the most doubt in your mind, which is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. I literally had a conversation with my mom over the holidays. She was talking to her sisters and they're like, well we all just don't know how you're going to make a living, you know, doing this whole coaching thing. And I'm like, okay, mom, I hear you. And I'm going to, thanks for your, your input though. You know, it's, 
it's finding that strength and that inner confidence to be like, no, fuck everyone else. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to stay true to who I am and how I want to live. And just because you've been someone who I've looked up to into the, in the past, like doesn't mean that you know what's best for me. Like honestly, we have all the answers within ourselves and that's what like coaching is all about. Like life purpose coaching. It's not me telling you what you should ought to be doing. It's me sitting with you, creating this space to allow you to listen to your innermost desires and your intuition. Because when we follow what we're excited about, it leads us towards what we're supposed to do. We're all born with different gifts different strengths. And yeah, we're supposed to work on the things we're not good at. But honestly, we're supposed to cultivate the things that we're good at to make them even better, to become masters at things. Because when we're like the best at a thing, we can affect so much more change. And so it's really just about me listening and helping you figure out what's best for you and then giving you action items. I'm like such an action-oriented person. Like, let's actually do some things. But it's all about small consistent like steps it's small changes to get you to that ultimate goal because when you do too many big things too quick it's not sustainable and yes you can create change but you also need to be able to sustain it to actually have transformation and so that's really what coaching is all about is just figuring out what success is to you Mm -hmm. and what do you love what are you passionate about what do you want to share with the world how are you going to help people that could be organizing people's closets that could be walking people's dogs because you love dogs so much and you're you're so upset that they're cooped up in people's apartments all the time i mean it could legitimately be anything but it's like what is it for you because it's so different it's so individualized no absolutely and that's see i've always wondered kind of what life coaching is so i'm glad you you explained that to me because i've always wondered like is it just you telling people how to live their lives or is it trying to figure out what it is they want with their lives and as you're saying it's it's all about just figuring out what's right for you right and that's a beautiful thing because i think a lot of people don't take the time to ask themselves that question right we don't try to understand what we want to do we just try to figure out what we have to do what we should ought to be doing what's what's the right life that i should be in right should i be a doctor like my parents want me to be pursue baseball because my dad really thinks that i'll be a great baseball player i mean there's i don't know those were a little personal for me (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately i was terrible at baseball terrible so i didn't have to struggle with that one um but you know it's there's a lot of pressure put on us from from everyone that's come before our parents grandparents teachers Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's hard to tell people your dreams because, like you said, a lot of people will just shut them down right off yeah. the bat because they shut down their own dreams. Yes. Right. They're not living out their dream. When you meet somebody that's that's passionate and, and has a drive, they don't shut you down. Right. They encourage that dream. They build you up. And that's, you know, anybody that's just telling you, no, you're not going to make it. They're speaking from themselves. They're yes. speaking from their experience. They're putting all their shit all over you. Yeah. We can't grow in that. You know, like. When I started the podcast. Everyone has a podcast. Yeah, I've heard that. What are you talking about? What is this? Why do you keep doing it? But it's something that I've had to ask myself those questions. And I think you should, not because people get in your head, but because you need to know those answers. Why are you doing this? What is the whole goal here? Yes. Yes. The willpower, like willpower wanes. You only Mm -hmm. have so much willpower every day that you get up. It's something that refills, refills, and then goes down. But your why power, like the reason why you're doing something, is that fuel that's there when it 
fucking sucks and you don't want to do it like when you can think of that like when i first started working out so let's just say two years before i got married i got engaged i was engaged for two years that is when i started working out heavily and my why was my wedding dress my wedding dress was stretchy it was skin tight i was getting married on the beach i didn't wear any underwear i didn't wear anything i was like this dress is gonna hug everything i said that was that was my why and i pushed through so many workouts went to the gym so many times that i didn't want to go because of that beautiful wedding dress that i wanted to wear on the beach and feel as good as i wanted to feel in it it was for no one else but for me and like having that pushed me through shit so it's like that's not my why anymore and like so your why can change and it should change as you change but like yeah, that's the thing focused on the same thing right but like that's on. what it is it's like what you're saying you need to know these answers for yourself yeah, not for absolutely. everyone else for yourself no because it, yeah it's there's going to be times when you're in the midst of it right where you just hate every aspect of what you're doing but then you think of the end goal and you think of trying to reach to the people you want to reach out to and, and open the conversations and that's if you don't have that you're gonna quit just right point blank period so it's amazing that you have the intuitive life purpose training coaching coach oh, damn. <laughs> close <laughs> intuitive life purpose coaching coaching yeah because a lot of people are just lost they don't know where to go yeah and so really i'm just here to help be that accountability person for you. That person that sits with you and lets you dream big, Mm -hmm. tells you that it's okay and that you can do it. And so let's make it happen. Like wherever you are right now, let's move along towards that path. And so it's so individualized. It's like, what do you want? It really starts with you. And so I have some clients that I've been working with for six, seven months now, and we've been developing their own business, you know, from the ground up because they want to start their own wellness business. I have other clients that have just been really feeling really terrible in their bodies, like from a health way and like from a self-worth, self-confidence kind of way. And so we're just working on that and changing their life in terms of their business is much more of a back seat and so and then i have others you know that they really want to work on being more calm and being more present and they have a lot more issues in their family life so it's just it's about your life it's about getting it to be what you want it to be allowing it to be more easeful more joyful more in flow not so hard where you feel like you have to try so hard for things to happen push so much it's more of a inviting life it's more of a looking at opportunities and grabbing the ones that you want and walking away from the ones that you don't. Not making it so difficult. It's flow. It's alignment. But you can't get any of those things until you get really clear on what it is that you want in your life. And so clarity always starts first. But if you don't know the questions to ask yourself, you don't know the things that continue to come up that are actually maybe really important under things. So coaching is a lot about mirroring. So like when you would say something to me, I'll be like, so what I'm hearing is this. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you use a specific word over and over and over. Like you say the word trapped four different times. I'll be like, hmm, like you keep saying this thing trapped. Like where is that coming from? You know, like let's explore this a little bit more so it's going deeper it's asking the the hard questions like why where did that belief come from is that really true do i actually believe that like do i want this what do i want so it's a lot deeper and it can be really hard sometimes to do that on your own and for yourself and having a community having a partner having someone that's checking in on you every week i meet a lot of my clients every week after we meet for a few months sometimes we switch every other week or once a month as a check-in but it's having someone every week to say okay this week we talked about this 
and you're going to take these three action steps for next week. And then we check in, we move what's come up. Like, let's work on that now. What's most important? And then we take more action steps. So it's these small action steps that get you to a whole different place, a few months, a whole year down the line where you don't even recognize your life because it's completely different than what you had before, but it's one that you designed Mm -hmm. intentionally for yourself once you cleared out all the noise and all the clutter. So I love what I do now and I love how I help people and the yoga brought me to the coaching and I use yoga, I use moving with your body, I use yoga breathing, which I'm also a yoga breathing coach with my um, life coaching because it helps people get more into their bodies and tune into that intuition. That's the intuitive piece is like, we're all connected to divinity. We're all have creation inside of us. Like whether you use the word God, source, universe, whoever, you use for that word like we all have that as a piece of each of us and we all have that inner wisdom that comes along with that divinity and so finding out how what tools work for us to be quiet be centered and be able to connect with that piece of us to allow it to guide us on like what's net what's the right next step for us because if we're just making reactive choices we're going to get on this path that Five years down the line, we're like, oh my God, how did I get here? This isn't anything that I ever wanted. So if you can figure out how to be quiet, be still, figure out how your inner voice, your inner intuition talks to you, then you can make so much more better aligned decisions to really cultivate what you truly want in this life. I don't even have anything to say. I mean, you just said it all right there. That <laughs> that really is uh, something I feel like everybody needs, right? Because it's rare to find somebody with the passion that's that's actually pursuing that and driving that and preaching it to others. So that's, that's a great thing to see. And to be able to have a space to speak honestly and have accountability, right? Because growth, you and I talk about, well, I talk a lot about growth here on the podcast. It's yes. kind of a huge driving factor here. And a huge part of that is accountability. Mm-hmm. Having someone like a life coach that can meet with you and be consistent with you because we can lie to ourselves, right? We can lie to ourselves real easily, convince ourselves, give it any excuse in the book. Um, but to have that and to, to push that, I mean, that's that's amazing thing. What got you into it specifically? Because the yoga kind of brought you in from this rugby, angry hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Small hulk. Tiny, yeah. tiny hulk. Five foot one hulk. <laughs> <laughs> into, into a more calmer confident version of yourself yes so what got you wanting to help other people reach this place oh man i think it's all the different things i went through over the course of my life in the way that i have used other people and different tools and things that i've found i'm like a constant learner to help transform things for myself um in terms of like my anger and those kinds of things in terms of different jobs in terms of I don't know, just kind of being able to change things in a way that I wanted to because of the way that I had access and searched for different things. So I really, I'm a teacher. That's one of one of the things I work with my clients on is what's their dharma archetype, dar, what's their dharma archetype or their life purpose archetype. And one of my number ones is a teacher. So I love to teach people things. And so I'm always the one that's kind of talking to my friends about new stuff that I'm trying. I'm like one of those referrer people. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I love this. You need to do this. This is 
why you need to do this. People are always like, you're such a good salesperson, which I hate it when people say that to me. I don't know why I hate that so much. And I'm like, well, I'm not trying to sell you on I'm anything. Not corporate, don't. Yeah, you like I'm not trying to sell you on anything. I'm just trying to tell you this is awesome. Like you need a tongue scraper in your life, and this is why you need a tongue scraper. And I'm gonna buy you a tongue scraper for Christmas. You know, I'm like one of those people. And so it's kind of I'm leaning into the things that make me me. Like I love to have conversations with people. So that's how the podcast came. I love to try new things. I love to up my productivity, my efficiency. So like I have all these tips and tricks on how I plan my weeks, on how I plan my days, on how I get things done, on how I build my business. So I have all these different things that I've experienced over the course of my life. I've helped different people build their businesses. I've seen all these different kinds of things when you work for a small business you ask to wear all these different hats so yep. i've done all this stuff i've mm-hmm. fucked up major before like <laughs> lost like two hundred thousand dollars before on accident and stuff like that so i've done all these different things and it just kind of ties a red bow around all these different things that make me me and allowing me and i'm such like an energetic and passionate person that i inspire action in other people so it's leaning into the stuff that I'm good at and I'm good at helping people change things. I'm helping good at helping people see new ways of doing things. I'm good at trial and error and like not being afraid to do the action. So I inspire other people to just take the steps. And that's what I think is so hard is we don't have people to help push us forward, like boost us, like you can do it, just do it. And then what's next? Like, let's do something next. And then what's next? And like, what feels good? Oh, you don't like that? Let's not do that then. Let's do this. And it's like, we don't have that in our lives. And that's kind of who I am. And I've finally taken away all the bullshit, all the stuff that's like been put on top of me. And then I've learned on how I should ought to be to be successful and make money in this life. And now I can just help people in my way. And it's... The interesting piece is where do you find the people that want this, that need this and are ready to pay for it? Because like you were saying earlier, like that $25 or $40 you spent on the F45 challenge, like it makes you committed to it. And so when you do life purpose coaching, like, yeah, I have, I'm a friend and I talk to my friends like this Mm -hmm. sometimes, not a lot of times because there has to be like a line and people don't want to be friends with people, give them advice all the time, unsolicited, you know? So it's a thing that you pay for. And so it's, Who's ready to put the money behind the transformation and the change? Because when you do, it's an energy exchange. When you put energy behind something, like you're way more apt to follow through with it and actually do the thing. So it's, when are you ready to put the energy behind the change? Because that's why we start with podcasts. You know, we start to like tip our toes in and like, oh, I'm in, that sounds good. Or that sounds good. I might try a little bit of this or try a little bit of that. Or like, when are you ready to actually be held accountable for it? Because you don't sign up for life purpose coaching. You don't sign up for life coaching if you're not ready to do it because it costs money. And so if you're not ready to make the change, like, why are you doing it? You know, why are you paying for it? So just don't do it till you're ready, but you're never gonna be fully ready. Nope. So it's like, <laughs> so it's kind of like just, uh, you know, yeah. you need to like when, what's that thing? What's that aha moment? What's that trigger in your mind, that mindset shift? That's like, oh, I'm ready to actually do this and change my life and not be this person anymore. I wanna be that person. I wanna be the highest version of myself. Yep, that's it. That's all it is is what do you want to be what kind of person are you want to be like i feel like that's such a simple question that a lot of people don't think about right and you you talk about the people that want it that need it and that are willing to pay for it well there's i know a million people that want it 
just about everybody needs it. <laughs> but, but getting people to pay for it, now that is the, the hardest struggle. Because that's the thing is, is I feel like when me when I'm paying for something, right, my first thought is, is it going to be worth it? Yes. Right? Like automatically I'm thinking, what is this investment going to bring me? This is something that you're investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. The investment is me. So if I'm going to put money into this and I don't get anything out of it, no matter, even if they go and they have terrible information, <laughs> right, then I learned who not to trust. Right. And what not to do. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. no matter what it is that you're doing, if you do it with a purpose of growth, right, if you go in with that intention, you're going to get something out of it. You know, maybe it's, you know, what not to do, but maybe it's what to do. And the thing is, is just getting that commitment from yourself because you can sit here and you can be you the rest of your life, live long day, or you can be who you want to be, but that's going to require a lot of work. Yeah. That's going to require a lot of honesty, a lot of accountability. And if you can't do that, hit up Lizzie. (laughs) She's got you covered. And with wanting to grow, I'm assuming that's what led you into the podcasting world, wanting to share that. Yeah. So with the podcast, it's kind of one of the things we talk about with designing your blueprint, like your Dharma blueprint, your life purpose blueprint, which gives you a map on how to actualize or manifest your life purpose right now is part of that is what is your medium? Like what mediums flow through you? Is it writing? Is it speaking? Is it um, journaling? Is it creating presentations? Is it creating social media content? Like what is the way that sharing your message is most natural or feels the best to you? And for me, it's like speaking. Sometimes I just get like totally, just get on a roll and it just flows out. And it flows out way better when I'm speaking with someone than when I'm trying to write something down. And I kind of figured that out in college when I used to have to sit with my English teacher and talk through a paper. And it would just be so easy when I was talking with him. And then I'd have to try and put it on the paper and it would be like the hardest thing. Uh, uh, what did I say? What exactly uh, was that sentence again? Because that sentence was fire, you know? And so um, the podcast is really my way of sharing how I'm here to help because, you know, there's times we need to be introduced to things to start with. So it's very important for me to have free content, like super important because I like to consume people's free content before I go ahead and spend a lot of money with them because I've invested, I just spent $15,000 the other day. I'm going to be real on my next program to help me up level my coaching, which is the biggest investment I've ever made in myself outside of college. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm on a payment plan, on a payment plan, entrepreneur (laughs) over here, but, um, (laughs) yeah, come on peeps. (laughs) But, um, so before I spend a lot of money with someone investing with them, I like to try out different things that they do to see if they're the right person for me. And I know that I'm not the right person for everyone. My podcast isn't going to be the right podcast for everyone, but the podcast gives you a feel of, for like my vibe, for how I help, for the things that I have to be able to share with you breathing practices, meditation practices, different ways of thinking, you know, the solo cast. Um, I am doing live coaching sessions on there, which is really great. The next one that I'm releasing is my first live coaching session. And so it's kind of like a fly on the wall into a coaching session with someone. And so it's just my way of allowing my voice and my message to be out there for people to decide if they resonate it with or not and if they want to go deeper with me or not, because we can all go really wide. Like we have all this information out there. I mean, there's so many different things Shout on one Google. thing, right? Yes, Google, YouTube, all the freaking things, all the podcasts now, there's so much. The thing where we really start to get, the way that we really start to get good at things is by going deep. 
with someone that you resonate with. Like for me, when I was younger, it was Darren Hardy, Jim Rohn, John Maxwell. Like when I was in my super personal growth and development days in business, like those were my mentors. And now it's been like Sahara Rose, like the people in the coaching institute, Ajit Nawalka, who's the CEO of Mind Valley. So like these new people. And so it changes. And so Maybe you resonate with me or maybe you don't, but the podcast is a way to see if you're interested in doing some coaching, if you're interested in doing a yoga breathing workshop with me, if you want to do some more. So I really like that mindset that you have behind it too, is that you're not going to be the best fit for everyone, but there's going to be a lot of people that you are the perfect fit for. Right. Right. And you don't know who your target audience is always going to be. Like you don't know who you're always going to reach. You know, we we talked a little bit. Family and friends aren't always going to be that support system that jump mm-hmm. out in front, unfortunately. You know, they don't always see the picture. Um, but just being able to express yourself and, and have that avenue, whatever it is, podcasting, if you're great on TikTok, if Not you're me. a blogger, you know. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, couldn't really get behind the TikTok Oh, my thing. God. TikTok like, is so funny. I mean, I joke about it all the time with my friends. I'm like, I'm not going to be dancing, like, pointing at different parts of the screen and, like, oh, doing geez. some fucking hand jive while these words <laughs> pop up. Like, no, thank you. I'll leave that to other people. That's just not yeah. me. And that's fine that that's not us. Like, so we shouldn't try to do it if we doesn't feel good. Exactly. You know, you, know, you, find, you found your path with the coaching and with the podcasting. And you've been able to tie it all together in a way where you you don't just have just a thing you're doing. You have like a brand. You have a kind of lifestyle that you're preaching that works well for you and for other people that that are searching for the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really, I think, the hardest thing to do is to have kind of like... I hate to say I hate to use the word brand because it makes it feel like it's like a corporate thing, or like or like you made it for a reason. Yeah, but it, yeah. It's, it's just encompassing being able to package who you are and give it to people. Yes, that that is an important thing to have, and we need that, right? Because we don't grow on our own, right? We can't just become hermits and just you know we're gonna suck if we do that. We need people to reach out and willing to say, hey, this is my life. This is what I'm doing. I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect, but I'm trying to help Mm -hmm. in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I think that's something that we all need to to look at and say, how can we help other people, right? And also, you know, be a little selfish. Mm -hmm. Follow your own dreams. You have to be happy. If you're an unmiserable fuck, you're just not, you're not going to help many people. Right. If you don't have it, you can't give it to other people. Yeah. And whatever that is. If it's joy, confidence. Dance moves. Dance, 100% dance moves. You don't got them. You can't give them to other people. Nope. And TikTok, <laughs> those aren't dances. Those no, aren't those dances. are not <laughs> dances. Okay. This whole Hand jives. No. Maybe. Maybe. Being generous with that. All right. So it's good to see there's still some anger in you. It could probably still put you There's on a, fire in there still. Throw you on a rugby field right now. <laughs> Throw on some TikTok we'll in the see. background. Yeah. Watch out, people. Well, that's at 45. Now I just beast it with some weights. Like, <laughs> I'm the girl in F45 that's hooping and hollering. Like, if I'm in your F45 class, you know, because I'm probably grunting, I'm probably hooting and hollering, and I'm probably dancing in between the sets. Yeah. She's that girl that you leave class and you're like, what was her problem? <laughs> <laughs> just getting it over here. <laughs> having my best life over here. Okay. This is how I work out, and this is why I don't go to Planet Fitness or those other places that try and make you be quiet. I go to the places where you can do whatever you want because everyone's having a good time and kicking ass and taking names. Preach. Preach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But I love what you're doing between the yoga, the coaching, 
the life coaching, which again, I, I might have some clients to send your way, a couple brothers, uh, definitely some cousins, <laughs> whole lot of friends. Well, yeah. you get a free session with me when you start. You're about so. to have 15 free sessions booked here. <laughs> so where do people go when they want to reach out to you? What's the best way for people to find you? Well, on Instagram, I'm wildwoman.yoga. The dot is important. It is very important, dot yoga. And that is my yoga and kind of like more personal stuff, my puppies, all that good stuff. And then um, flow aligned coaching dot podcast <laughs> with the dots here that is the instagram for the podcast and some coaching stuff i haven't really gotten super up on the social behind that one yet but i will it's yeah, one of those things for podcasting. yeah it's, i'm terrible with it's it. a thing but um and then my website is wildwoman dash yoga dot com oh god i threw in a dash there dash and a dot i know (laughs) wildwoman dash yoga dot com but yeah that's my website and all my coaching stuff is on there all my yoga stuff's on there i have a free resources page for free downloads some worksheets that i've created all the information on sending me an email if you want to set up a free session or you could even dm me on instagram about that and um pretty much instagram and my website is where i'm at these days but yeah, that's pretty much what I have going on online. But free coaching session for your first one yes. if you want yep. to try it Everybody out. Everybody sign up. Just flood her calendar. And my podcast, the Flow Align Coaching Podcast, which is on all of the major directories. Spotify, iTunes, iHeart. Stitcher, Amazon, Google, Facebook, all the things these days. Well, that's awesome. And you, you do also have some merch. I think I've seen some merch. For oh, yeah. Absolutely. On yeah. my Wild Woman Yoga website. But, you know, I don't like promo the merch. I just feel like if you like it, then you get it. If you don't, you don't. I like to wear it. So that's why I got it. <laughs> well, definitely check that out. Follow her on Instagram, wildwoman.yoga. Wild yes. Dot. Not a dash. The dash is for the website. Get it right, people. Dot. For the yoga. Instagram. Instagram. Okay. <laughs> yes. Check it out. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming by. This has been a lot of fun. I feel like I learned a lot about yoga in itself because I'm still like a beginner in yoga. Like yeah. I know I dip my toes in it and I was yeah. like, this is nice. Um, so hopefully I can get back on a routine yeah get back into it okay let me just give a little tip then because we talked about this beginning if you're new to yoga and you want to go try yoga if you're looking for more relaxed like more easy stretching look for slow flow look for yin yoga look for restorative yoga if you're looking for something intense you go for hot yoga you go for power yoga you go for anything that says like vinyasa or bikram anything like that that's more intense and that's a flow so Just a little tip there, beginners, get out there, try a class. Just know what you're signing up for. And if I could translate that for a second, if you recognize the word, easy class. If you don't recognize the word, hard class. (laughs) Okay? Yogi talk. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, but it's been a lot of fun. Again, appreciate you coming by. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Absolutely. And make sure you definitely check out her podcast, Flow Aligned Coaching Podcast. Get some relaxation in. Get a good night's sleep. You know, get some meditation. Don't clear the mind, calm the mind. Boom. Wisdom. Peace.